0: Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to show 259 of Engage for Success Radio, connecting young people with employers. So hopefully we are fine with no technical issues this week, I have to admit to being out and about, so um We think we've cracked it, but let's see. (laughs) We're going to be talking today about social mobility issues in the UK, why and how employers can make a difference, and the role of early talent programmes in building next-generation organisational cultures. I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm an employee engagement consultant working with the Engage for Success movement leading on digital. The Engage for Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there's a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work we spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice widely supported across the uk involving the public private and third sectors if you go to our website engagesuccess.org you can use the link at the top to join uh, sorry not at the top anymore uh it's at the bottom <laughs> to join our newsletter list and if you tweet please share your thoughts using our twitter name which is uh, at engage for success with the number four and if you go to linkedin you can do a search and join the engage for success group so all those social media links are at the um, footer of the home page of our website as well if you'd like to find them there so my guest today is rowena Bach who's head of product development at my kind of future hi rowena thanks for joining me oh i can't hear her hang on let me press a few buttons Oh, I think I can hear you now. Let's try Hello. it again. <laughs> Hello, thanks Hello. Uh, to, for joining us. I knew that something would go wrong, but we're <laughs> here now, so that's good. <laughs>
0: we're here, we're good. Hello.
1: Lovely. <laughs> so start by telling us a, a bit about you and about My Kind of Future.
0: Oh, of course. Uh, so My Kind of Future is is a social enterprise. We've been around for about five years in our current guise, but have actually been working in the youth space for over 40 years through various organisations that have merged together over over the time. And our reason for existing is that we really believe in giving every young person in the UK equal power uh, and opportunity, really to shape their future and not let it be shaped by the circumstances that, in, that they're in. And this is so important in the UK right now. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about it a bit more detail. But the, the, the reason I'm working with my kind of future is my background is in-house, large corporation uh, running learning and development teams, um, talent management teams, uh, looking at early talent as a strategy, and trying to understand how under, organisations need to bring in young, bringing people in a new way through young, through youth and um, early engagement strategies. So moving into my kind of future, I've been trying to get the other side of the fence and tackle some of the problems that I used to have, which was there's a lot of disengagement again in hard to reach talent so talent is everywhere just getting access to it is not easy and when i did get access to really interesting young people they'd often fall by the wayside in the process and what my kind of future do is tackle that either through Mm -hmm. face-to-face interventions or with technology uh with with using digital so my Mm -hmm. role is to look at specifically on the digital side how can these exciting innovations in ai um if really looking at big data to understand how you can program that in a very simple format to basically stop, you know, a fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old in Bradford from, you know, dropping out of the science program because they just don't mm. think it's cool. You know, mm. it's sort of how to how to tackle that problem, um, but on a on a, yeah. on, a wide, on a wide scale because no company's mm. budgets are going up; everybody's budgets are going down. <laughs> And yeah. you know, doing more with less. So, got to be uh-huh. creative in those situations. So that's, that's so, where I'm at. This is really it's interesting yeah. time.
1: Yeah, it sounds really interesting. Really looking forward to to the show and exploring some of some of those points. So, uh, when I introduced it, we talked about social mobility, and um, it's mm. it's an important issue that you're that you're focusing on. Describe what that means for the listener. What what are you what are you meaning when you say social mobility?
0: Yeah, of course. So social
1: mobility stands
0: for the sort of the description, the name of the position of individuals have in relation to each other in the country. And it's sort of a catch-all to describe how large volumes, large percentages of the organ of the company sorry, of the country, um, have a disproportionate experience of life. So depending on intergenerational or community access to funds, resources, Um, and a number of really complex factors can really drive behavior in one way or another. So you have um, young people who have been exposed through their parents' occupations or their familiar environment to learn how to, for example, um, open a conversation with a stranger, which is... Mm -hmm a very simple example but a very powerful when it comes to the world of work and putting yourself forward either in an interview process or even just you know any day, any day on the job and then you have you know a same age um, young person brought up in an area or in a familiar environment or community environment that hasn't automatically instilled that and they're, they're going to be at a disadvantage when it comes to typical recruitment process which is looking for can people put an opinion across can they form uh, you know, communicate an idea can they uh, challenge assertively and so social mobility and a lot of organizations like my kind of future try to tackle some of the, the underlying reasons for this i've touched on them a little bit and, and um, the government is very strongly working in fact we're working on a government initiative right now called the inclusive economy partnership there'll be a lot of press on it in the next few weeks that is trying to bring together innovators like my kind of future with big companies and get access to try and stop, try and change this problem as a country overall, because it has large scale impacts for our productivity, for our national GDP, for our rates of innovation. And, you know, in the face of very tumultuous political times, we need to ensure Mm -hmm. that, you know, the grassroots of our country are getting stronger and, and, you know, Growing and, and achieving everything they could achieve, and be everyone, mm-hmm. everything that they could be.
1: Mm-hmm. And you talked about um, the of concept a... of of early talent. Um, what, what's yeah. your sort of um, criteria? Where, where do you start with, with with youngsters? What sort of ages are you? You've already mentioned sort of fifteen-year-olds or whatever. So, where does that sit? Well, really,
0: really, 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 the best place to start with an early talent strategy is year nine, year eight and nine. Um, and this, so this is, so these are your 11 and 12-year-olds. Because they are um, ready in their own minds as individuals to start thinking about, you know, evaluating their skills against each other and against themselves, to start thinking about, oh, who else might use these skills and where could they be? And they can start mm-hmm. raf- sort of, finding down um, areas of interest, eliminating things, and following other other avenues. In mm-hmm. practice, however, that is that's a, that can be a very csr space to influence, say, um, women in technology or take you know, up of engineer of um, auto engineering. Um, so corporate social responsibility type work from an HR perspective, and corporate social responsibility and HR are coming together more and more, and we will see that develop as a trend. It's, you get more return on investment in terms of measuring, you know, the amount of time I spend with the school versus the amount of applications I get, you know, to make it very linear. When you start sort of pre-GCSE, so 13, 14, um, and then early talent strategies run all the way through up to um, at the end of undergraduate. But many mm-hmm. organisations, I'm sure there'll be listeners out there who approach early talent. From a perspective of, sort of future talent, which actually then takes you beyond university, beyond um, undergrad, and into postgrad and master's students,
1: mm-hmm. and then actually
0: mm-hmm. excitingly, that can extend out into returners, so um, women who've been out of work through choice or circumstance, or, or, or anyone who's been out of work through choice or circumstances, and or armed forces, or you know, rehabilitating individuals that have been um, inside in terms of prison or incarceration, that that sort of your future talent then could be, where can we get inspiring, you know, and hungry, capable people that isn't hiring the norm? And so Mm. you sort of move Mm -hmm. from an early talent into sort of a future talent thinking. Um, Yeah. And we we worked in that space a little bit at my kind of future, but our sort of our core understanding is you know millennials down to Gen Zs, and we started to look at generation Alpha, which is you know that younger age, and what that means, yeah. what it's going to mean for recruitment, which is very exciting
1: well it's interesting i I have a bit of a real example of some of that challenge for, for the youngsters. My daughter's um eleven, just about to turn twelve, and she told me the other day that she wanted mm. me to get a proper job, <laughs> and I said, "What do you mean like, a proper job?" And she said, mm. also when people ask me what you do, I can tell them and they'll know what I'm talking about. And the reason she said that is because her best mm. friend's mum and dad are a teacher and a firefighter. So she doesn't have to explain okay. what they do. She just says the name. But she doesn't know what I do, even though she knows a lot of what I do. She doesn't know how to describe it to other people. And there, there are so many jobs out there now, and, and increasingly will be mm-hmm. even more, that, that don't fit into those traditional um, categories and mm. and as you say if our children mm. at 11 and 12 don't understand what they are how can they ever start mm. to think about you know what they need to develop in themselves to, to to do that
0: you're absolutely spot on and there are two things to add to that one how on earth can school teachers careers where their career career funding is Cut entirely by the mm. government to encourage entrepreneurialism within schools, which I get completely in philosophy, and but see the the challenge of that on the ground. How can they stay abreast? So I was doing a, a talk at um, a school to uh, for year tens about careers, and I picked up off the career advisor's shelf her uh, A to Z of careers, and I looked. I tried to find my job. I tried to find <laughs> development, and that was not in there at all. And I looked up technology, and they had twelve technology roles so systems analyst design engineer on one page whereas on another page for dentist it was three pages of describing what a dentist does and that was yeah. and that was a, this year's publication so there is very little information out there about this fast changing world so the second thing i'll say on that is what it comes down to then if you have to start talking to this next generation about purpose yeah. why do i do what i do the only way i can get my daughter who's four to, to describe what I do is, she knows that I help young people get jobs. She doesn't know how I do it, but she knows that's what I'm about, yes. and that is what young people choose jobs about. That's what they choose careers about now, and that's what you know grown ups choose about careers as well. We've got changing demographics of workforces because the move is in industry and in, in employment. Is the move is so Why am I doing this? What is what is the point of my time beyond the mundanity of day to day? what's my purpose within this nine to five? And that's the language mm. that we need to start talking about with young people. Mm. And, and that cuts through social mobility because you take, if you, you get to build a relationship and all it takes is four or five contacts with an employer, that's it. Four or five contacts with an employer, a young kid from the outskirts of Manchester um, to start thinking, you know, what do you care about beyond dreaming of a, being a footballer or dreaming of being a racing car driver? What do you care about within that? And, and how do you follow that? through your beyond study and into work mm. so it's very mm. it's a very interesting time and that's why we're starting to talk to organizations about what is a next gen culture because hierarchy does not work for this for the ways that people are satisfied and motivated i mean you're all about engagement joe and you must see this all the time pay you know is, is part of it absolutely but you know real satisfaction Satisfaction and fulfilment as an individual, which is what drives engagement and which is what drives staying power and retention, comes from a quality conversation about why do I exist and why do I exist in relationship to why this company exists. And companies mm. that don't have, can't have that conversation, it's a, going to be a real challenge to retain your staff. It's going to be a real challenge to recruit because you're just going to sound mm. like everybody else that out there, you know, with an advert on Bradcracker or on National Friendship Service. Mm. I love the whole I thing that around that purpose we a lot in this
1: interview <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I love the bit around purpose because it's something as you say that that gets talked about all the time, particularly when people are talking about you know millennials and the next generations and so on, but it's also something that we talk about mm. in the engaged success movement around strategic narrative that that whole you know what is the purpose mm. of the organization, and, and when people come into work, what are they doing that helps to move the the, the, the organization towards that purpose so it it is all linked and and clearly has you know so many sort of wide-ranging benefits um Mm. what what, tell us a bit more about how my kind of future does this so what sort of thing you've mentioned a couple of sort of um, campaigns that that you that you have but what what do you what do you do Mm. Uh, if i were to describe you to somebody else and say this is how they can help you this is what they can come and do for you what 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 do you do Yes, great question. So um, we are
0: a. The way we tackle this is we try to help. Well, the best partners to work with us, client partners, are ones who want to really disrupt their approach to connecting with young people, but without shaking the tree so hard that it causes a ruckus internally. Right? <laughs> because that, <laughs> nothing sticks when you call, when you you know you worry people. But what we do is we look at like okay, so you want to bring in, you know. 10 to 200, our largest program has been 500 young people through apprenticeships or through graduates or through a CSR approach. Let's work out what are you trying to solve? what What is true to you as a company? So we work with an amazing organization called Densu Aegisu, a, a, a large media organization. And they are this kind of name that you wouldn't know unless you worked in, in, in media. And that's why they don't get any young people applying for them because everyone applies for you know, Coca-Cola or, you know, the brands that they know. So we were like, you need to get out there two years, um, 11, 12, 13, and spend time with them to help them understand what creativity is because the reason they are successful in all their marketing campaigns is because they understand their clients. It's all about who who are they talking to. So we spent time with them out in schools, running interactive um, interventions with, trained individuals who know how to engage this audience and then we match that we mirror that experience digitally so we inspire ignite um in the moment face to face for the most powerful shift and then we support and move every participant through an online experience which is by motivational information by things to do Um, with mentors to talk to, with lots of group social norming. And then at the end of this, they come out with, in fact, these guys get an amazing prize as they get to to craft an advert that will then be used. But other people's prizes are a shortcut in the recruitment process or another tech organization gave away um, a couple of iPads. I mean, prizes can be just a sort of a sweetener. But the idea is that you have this, Powerful inspiration through a face to face interaction and this digital support mechanism so they don't drop off. The most amazing impact I've seen this digital piece have, and we have a tool that we've built called Connector, is we took a social mobility initiative in a, a large law firm who, you know, you can imagine the legal sector does have a very specific demographic of white middle class male um, mm-hmm. individuals. Um, and they, there's a group, there's an initiative called Prime, which most of the major law firms take part in to try and tackle sociability and bring in more diverse individuals into the, into the industry. And we work with one because they had an amazing Prime work experience. So that's that face-to-face intervention. But they weren't, these individuals weren't going on to apply. Everyone was coming off with their happy sheets. We still love a happy sheet at the end of a (laughs) workshop. How do you feel about this law firm? Will you go on to apply? Yes, yes, yes. This is amazing. Did they? No, only 25% or something went on to apply. So we then work with them digitally to give them support in their studies, helping them reinforce the good experience that they've had, keep rebuilding their confidence, matching them up with mentors, and 100% Every single one of those that have experienced the work experience go on to apply and now they're in the process of offering roles and we'll see how many get roles in the end. But the point is that they felt loved and cared for by the company and they want to be mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. that is priceless. So not only are this organization doing something to change the direction of that of those individuals' lives, it's so like 25 young people twice a year, I think, uh to direction those individuals' lives, they've also then recruited the most engaged, <laughs> committed, yeah. brand, fan individuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, that's that's collaborative winning, you know, at, at, its, yeah. at its best. So basically, my kind of future, we, we, spend, we spend all these years getting to understand social mobility and all these years understanding how each generation evolves in its thinking. And then we have a deep knowledge of client needs and behaviors because people like myself who've been on both sides coming into the organization, coming up with... Face to face, and then strong digital support, so that we help the person at the end of the program and the mm-hmm. company get the best talent, get the right think, talent.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to to hear what you've just said about how you know an experience happened, and yes, it still didn't draw them in for the long term, mm-hmm. and and how then you flexibly mm-hmm. sort of worked on that. And I, I guess that that's probably. I mean, there's, there's a lot of this sort of stuff going on through different organisations um, in, in, you know, varying different ways. I guess mostly what's missing is, is that bit that really sort of keys them in and keeps them there, as you said, things mm. like the mentoring and stuff. Because I, I guess youngsters go mm. to things and, and sort of think, as you said, you know, it's been great fun, but they don't really still see, a, particularly a law firm example, you know, they still do, don't see themselves reflected in the people that are there. So you mm. almost have to, mm. you know, tie them in really, Grab them, don't you? Otherwise, it still won't make that that difference.
0: Yeah, and you're, you're 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 tackling deep set self belief issues. Mm-hmm. So one of the participants, he's no one in his family's ever been to university. No one wants to go to university. He's the first one that's kind of raised his head up and gone. I think I might give it a go. You yeah. know. and he's got no one around him supporting him. So he was really excited of the program, but he got back home and then was like, Oh, who am I kidding? I just yeah, need to go and work yeah. in the shop with Dad. Right? Mm-hmm. And actually, because he had a contact, somebody who cared, and said, "No, stick with it. Try this. Help. You know, ask me a question if you're if you're thinking about the study, or if you're not sure which university to go to. Just just ping me a quick note, and we do it all online. Because then, well, to be honest with you, we have to see whether it's actually happening. And mm, it helps mm. us from a child protection perspective. We take child safety very seriously. And we get mm. an awful lot of data about when the questions are being asked. It loops back in and we change the work experience based on the questions that are being asked. So it, you know, online is really powerful in that respect. But you, you get the sense, you can see the picture of that, that young man who he's, 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 you have a honeymoon period and then you slip off into a, a trench. And what, what this digital support does is lift them back out of that. And then there'll be another one. And we train our mentors to how to build a relationship online because it's different to the conversation you and I are having you haven't got the mms and the Rs and the you know the emphasis you mm-hmm. have to really think about what you're saying and create a conversation online which is it's easy to do when you put in mind and when you we when you, when you know what to think
1: yeah 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 um just i'm just feeling like we're getting quite close to the end of the uh, the show there's so much more i want to ask and so maybe we'll we'll get you back again and perhaps we could uh, talk about um, some more of the sort of examples the case studies so i think it's just so interesting and, and feeds so much into the engagement stuff as as we've said but if if you had um three tips for organizations looking to ensure that their are really talent recruitment and development is gen x aligned so does work for this stuff what what would they be
0: great Great question. Okay, so obviously come and work with us because we'll point it out to you. But <laughs> yeah, if you want to do some work <laughs> on your pick. own, <laughs> I, could have I was pausing. How cheeky can you be with that? So, um, you, when you're in that, in that position, you're looking at your talent. you head talent, your head of future talent, or future talent manager. You're looking at your process. Look at. um the the opportunities individuals have to ask anonymous questions and get individualized support. And so this is not a question coming into a a team at xyzcompany.com. This is that personalized recruitment approach so that they can Mm -hmm. work out what they need to do to be their best. That's the first tip. The second Mm -hmm. tip would be to data, data, data. If you haven't got your data, you have to push your your HR, your HR information systems teams or get data, get your system set up so that you can understand who's in, who's out and at what point. I think HR and data is crucial for you to make any change, crucial for you to win budget, crucial to prove your impact. And you can make very big impacts with very low investment, but you need to have data is the key. So data, mm. second point, and then I so and we've got time. Third point: make sure that you benchmark, five your performance, benchmark. <laughs> Oh, five minutes. Okay, okay, fine. Lovely. Um, make sure that you you benchmark your performance against others, and what that means is, sorry, benchmark your um, your voice to market, not your performance against others. Your voice to market: to what extent is your young person's experience of the company going to allow them? to find themselves in your organization. Up until now, and certainly when I was in-house, we, it was push marketing. It was, come in, look, you'll have, look at the inside, show you the behind the scenes. This is all the things that you could do. And where we need to get to is this more consumer-centric place where we say, okay, well, this is us. Who are you? How can I help you get to know you? And then you make up the mind that you will be best placed with me. That's that, yeah. that is the next wave of all recruitment marketing. Is how do you reach a person, and help them relate to you, and then choose mm-hmm. to be with you? Because the power of choice in engagement, uh, sorry, in recruitment and then ongoing engagement, is, is the key to unlocking will, you know, the skill, will element. So I think those three things. Uh, be, be so important but we joking aside we have got tons of resources on our website and we're always running um, uh, webinars and things and this year we ran a free consultancy piece because Brexit has had a major yeah. or the, the, the process Brexit has really stalled a lot of organisations' budgetary decision making processes and we mm. didn't want that to have a knock-on effect to a number of young people that we can help so we have been running some free consultancy to help people plan their apprenticeship strategies, you know, refresh their early, early talent strategies, or even look at what does digital mean for me. That's quite a daunting topic for some people. They're like, I'd like to do digital. I have a website. What is digital recruitment? So, and um, keep mm. your eyes out for those on our LinkedIn feed, and um, you'll be able to get some free consultancy if if the uh, budget is tight. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that sounds that sounds um, great. Lovely. So, um any final thoughts to share? You still have two minutes. <laughs> no pressure.
0: Do you know I thought you might ask that and I thought I would just nip to nip to my notes and see if I've forgotten anything. <laughs> How funny. Um let me think. I think I think the important thing is to is to be is to be trying to tackle that tackle this and at the same time think small steps and pilots. Mm-hmm. Um don't be over don't be overawed by the idea of introducing technology to support you um, it teams are can be very very helpful in trying to integrate new technology um, and do do really try and think about what culture means for recruitment process or for your future talent experience because um, every young person you're bringing in then is going to try and Change the organization. There's a phrase, and I'll close with this there's a phrase called the reverse Superman syndrome. Everyone who knows me knows I talk about this, but the idea that Superman, you know, he becomes a superhero because he comes out of his telephone box just as a superhero and he goes in his clock and comes out as a superhero. The reverse happens in recruitment. You've been recruited as a superhero. Look at this shining star we're bringing on board. You bring them through the revolving doors of perception and they take away the superpowers because we crush them into working in our you know top-down environments we've forced them into meritocracy we've forced them into kpis and and actually take away an awful lot of what makes them special so all those things are robust and important but the culture of the next generation's businesses is is something to really start thinking about now Mm
1: -hmm. as you say it's a real sort of macro thing which is that you know we've got such skill shortages and that we can't just see the the, the youth stuff, as, as, you, as you said at the beginning, CSR, it's got to be part of a, a, a sort of long-term plan to go from enticing mm-hmm. people at the beginning and, as you say, retaining them and then engaging them in, in this new way as organisations change. So, um, Although I'm, I'm finishing off now, probably putting uh, the fear of God into people as opposed to... <laughs> Back in the field. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, hopefully excitement because hopefully excitement because it's an amazing journey to go on, and it
0: mm. it can be done mm. with a very small changes. Make very quick wins. I mean that yeah. just that that socialability program that was six months, and mm. they just mm. they filled all their print they filled up they filled they filled all their hires done yeah, yeah really yeah. easy to start yeah. having an impact really easy lovely so
1: that is a lovely. good note, I promise excellent and so we'll send them off to your website <laughs> which is my kind of future. Dot, i don't remember
0: what's it. end of it dot com my kind of future dot <laughs> .com. com that's right yeah no, that's exactly <laughs> that's it. it yeah or just um yeah drop me a line rowena at my kind of future dot com and because uh, the website is geared a lot towards young people so you drop me yeah. a line then i can talk you through everything over the phone happily or send you a few bits and bobs
1: that's brilliant thanks rowena thanks for joining me so nice to talk take care joe all right so just to let you know, next week we've got Abby Freeman, who's the co-founder of Brink, and we'll be talking about how your employee engagement practices are killing innovation and what you can do about it. So look forward to speaking to you next week.
0: I Engage the Success Abby, raising the profile of <laughs> employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.